What is up and welcome back to yet another edition of Ask PJ Braun here at the Braun Pool Residence. Uh, you can dip your toes in the nice blue water directly after waking up in the morning. It's quite lovely here. It's one of my favorite things actually. Um, but so we coming back at you with another installment from the Braun Residence, like I said. And, um, you know, to be honest, I'm, I'm not going to be in a rush to leave this area. This is pretty relaxing to be able to chill and do the podcast with the pool. Then like, as long as the lawn people don't come in halfway through, <laughs> we're, we're, it's pretty I peaceful. Mean, we, we could essentially keep it here until I move. Hmm. And given the current status or status, as some people say, of the Black Swan Island warehouse, it may be better to keep it here for a while. I mean, if we do, we should probably get some like floating chairs and stuff and just move the whole thing into the pool. I think that would really grab a lot yeah, of newcomers. We could do it here. Like, I, honestly, if I had a cigar, I'd smoke a cigar. Hell yeah. Here, um, that I wouldn't do in the house. Um, but it's just a matter of how long it takes me to sell this house. Right. Then, then we won't have a podcast. For well, I mean, we fixed the crack in the floor. We fixed the roof. We've literally made it 10 times better. So I don't know wh why it wouldn't be a hot commodity. So. I don't know. This is, uh, I may need a new realtor. Um, mm. Sometimes that's the case. We've talked about it. But, uh, but we got a, uh, a, about 23 uh, or so questions. And PJ and I have already recorded one podcast with you today with the lovely Miss Carrie June. So we're going to go ahead and uh, speed round through some of these because we both have very gorgeous girlfriends that are looking to go get some Santos. Yes. So this one comes from somebody that... Um, I think they had sent this one in during another um, guest podcast and we didn't end up getting to it. So it says, hi, PJ, I'm a 37 year old male, stand six feet, four, four inches tall and weigh 375 pounds. I began training when I was 12. I've trained off and on since then throughout my school years into college as a football player. And now I do it simply for the health benefits. My issue is this. My strength has progressed beyond the capabilities of some of the equipment in my gym. Some machines that I've made the most progress on, I can now perform 20 plus, 20 plus repetitions with the entire stack before reaching failure. Most recently, my strength has improved on the life fitness chest fly pictured below where I'm repping the entire stack for 20 plus reps before failure, at which point I feel like I'm doing a cardio exercise more than strength training. This has occurred on several other machines, but you get the idea. Usually at that point, I can reach 15 to 18 reps at one weight before failure. I'll add more resistance and the reps will re reduce. I'm finding that on some exercises I respond best to, adding resistance becomes difficult or impossible. I'm finding that I have to walk away from some of my favorite machines because I've outgrown them, which is unfortunate. I don't know what, what I don't want to be is so limited in my exercises that I can't build each muscle group to its full potential. How have you dealt with this in your training? As I'm sure you've outgrown some equipment. One option is to change gyms. There is a line of modern selectorized strength equipment that has more resistance than life fitness, Cybex and matrix equipment I'm using now. I guess that was a a question is there a line of modern selectorized strength equipment that has more resistance than life fitness cybex and matrix equipment i'm using now i'm sure on some equipment adding a fabricated hook that can hold weight plates or a second pin that you can hang weight plates off of would work but on this particular chest fly machine pictured it has beauty covers that inhibit this if i owned this equipment i would design different cams to make the exercise more difficult but that's not really an option when you're paying for a gym membership i appreciate your thoughts and experience chris and this is the machine that he is speaking of yeah, um, I don't love that machine either. Um, I actually, I actually do that machine super light and really, really slow. 
Um, it's not. I don't like going heavy on that machine. It's an awkward machine. The handle spin around. So this guy is obviously freakishly strong. Freakishly. Because he's too strong for all the machines in the gym. He said this has occurred on several other machines. How big did he say he was? He said he's six feet, four inches tall, and 375 pounds. He's an enormous guy. He's huge. So here's the thing. You're not going to... Yes, there's gyms that you can go to that you'll you'll find stuff that you can use, like different hammer strength machines that have longer, you know, uh, plate-loaded attachments and whatnot. But the the best thing that you can do, this may not be what you want to hear, is just start using free weights for most of your workout. Use those machines at the end. And just tire yourself out with free weights because there's definitely going to be enough free weights for you. Yeah, use the free weights for the, the brunt of the workout and then use those machines for the cardio-like pump at the end. You say you go into the gym to do chest. You know, you can do incline bench. You can do barbell bench. You can do incline dumbbell presses. You can do flat dumbbell presses. You can do declines. You can do a flies. You know, you can use as much free weights as possible where you just make it heavy enough where you're, you're getting what you want to get. And then you can use the machines at the end when you're tired. Yep. That's going to be the only like easy option if you're that strong for all the, mach- the machines. Or you design your own gym equipment. Yeah. Put something out for the real strong guys out there. That's that's um, probably not the best answer that, that he wants, but that's really the only thing that he's going to be able to do. Watch in a year. We're going to have another uh, inquiry from him asking how to do uh, better welds on a chest fly <laughs> to make sure that you can get full range of motion. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think that many people are that strong. That's why this isn't an issue many yeah. people have. Most gyms are going to have around the same shit now. Right. You know, down here, all of the gyms have either pre-core, life fitness, and Cybex. Those are the machines that he, he listed. Yep. You know, so I don't, I don't think that there's anything you can do about being that freaking strong. All right. Next one says, hey, PJ and Josh, I recently switched over to Blackstone products. Amazing, by the way. Thank you. Taking growth, adrenal care, and chosen one. Let me jump into this knee deep. I'm a 39-year-old man who is married to a 54-year-old cougar. Sex has always been amazing because this woman was so in touch with herself. Recently, she has come into menopause and she's having a hard time having an or... or, It says organism, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure that's not what he meant. Since you guys are around a ton of women, I would love some advice. I'm all about putting in the time downstairs, but I feel like I'm down there for days. (laughs) (laughs) Any advice is appreciated. Thanks, B-Mill. Listen, if you're going down there for days, you're a good guy. You're a damn good guy. After a while, I'd be like, look, I'm not doing this anymore. Well, Um, maybe you just need to tell her, look, you know, if if the length of time I'm spending down there is not good enough, you're going to be hard-pressed to find longer durations anywhere else. (laughs) You might need to get uh, a Hitachi for her. Um, Have her start adding that into whatever you're doing. But I'll tell you this. This is not to sell a product. This is just the best answer that I have that I'm telling you will make a big difference. Get her on Entice. It'll balance her hormones. It's amazing for menopause and premenopause. That's one of the best things for Entice. Um, and I think that our our Instagram should be discount codes on there, right? I'm pretty sure. I'm fairly certain. Um, and and get the Entice her. And I'm telling you, if she takes that every day, she'll start having orgasms. It'll balance her hormones out. It's ideal. For anybody that age, and if you don't want to buy the entice, get at least get her on Maca. Maca will help her balance her hormones. Maca root. Yep. Okay. And I didn't know that. It. All right. Next one says. Oh, this one's a long one. Uh, I submitted a video for a contest you had a few years ago. I was the guy who had the professional video with my son about a sleep supplement. Supplement. We made it look like some zombie apocalypse yeah, was coming. Yeah, was awesome. 
we needed to fight off and we needed sleep. You probably do not remember me. Yes, I do. Bro, I'm seeing what you're going through right now and I have been down and out before myself. I was probably an atheist for most part for the most part in my past. Listen, bro, fuck all the bullshit material stuff and status. We are truly only free when we are at peace, whether rich or poor. Brother, I was at the lowest point in my life and no amount of money or success could fill the hole I had in my heart. One day I walked into a church alone and opened it, opened my mind to it. My life had forever changed. Oh, look for the positive in any situation. You need to get away from that shit and have faith. God will save you. Uh, you seem like a good dude. Find peace with yourself. Not a question. Just, oh, well, thank you for the kind words. Just wanted to tell you to go talk to God. I appreciate it. I will not be rushing to talk to God anytime soon, though. Um, but, you know, if God needs any supplements, we got tons of discount Absolutely. codes for you, and God. If God wants to help me pay the IRS, he can, he can come through on that. If he wants me to believe in him, this is going to make people mad. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Let's just get on to the next one. All right. <laughs> hey, PJ, Josh, and the BSL team. Uh, I asked this previously, but it didn't get answered. I understand completely. There's probably a lot of people who submit questions, not to mention the new location stress and lack of free time. I would prefer to remain anonymous for this one. Okay. I hope I didn't already say the name. Right. PJ and Josh, what are your earliest funny sex related stories? I have <laughs> friends who have, ha who have a lot based on regarding losing their virginity, but mine was actually pleasant. However, I do have one that I feel like you would get a kick out of and hope to bring upon funny conversations. I was hooking up with a girl while taking some Blackstone Labs products, and even though I had masturbated an hour before hooking up with this girl, when I went to go finish the job, I ended up shotgunning a load large enough to kill a buck onto her face. Walls, bed, pillows, phone, even a lamp. This girl was quite the hoe, and even she was amazed. Thought this would be fun to ask, but I can't wait to hear the replies. Loyalty is everything. Be as helpful. <laughs> uh, I have a few funny ones that I, I'll, I'll, I'll try to not tell too many for the sake of... I don't think Marissa listens to these, but for the sake of putting it all out there. Um, i give you some quick ones. So, um, my the time that I lost my, my virginity... So, do you count the time that you lost virginity as the first time you blew a load with a girl or when your penis went into her? The first time your penis goes into a vagina. All right. So, I have different scenarios for mine. So, the first time my, my penis ever went into a vagina, um, I didn't have an orgasm. And so, I didn't really count that. Like, I was like, oh, shit, I'm in a vagina. And it was fucking amazing. That but still I, counts. I was really, really, really fucked up at a party. And this girl that... I liked came home from uh, college. I was a senior and I was, I was rolling on ecstasy. Everybody was, and she was hammered and there was a, a trampoline at the house and we wound up uh, hooking up on the trampoline. And while it was going on, I was still a virgin at the time. And she basically, she was a college girl, came home looking for some dick and she like got on top of me and like went to put it in her. And we were like bouncing on a trampoline. So like it, for a few, it was just jackhammer central you know, for a few seconds. I was like bouncing into her vagina and I was like, in my head, I was like, holy shit, I'm in there. This is like crazy. I'm finally doing this, but we were bouncing so much that she like bounced off of it and smashed it a couple times. Oh. And I wound up like losing my, my boner and, and that was it. So that is it was terrible. like pretty short lived. So I don't really count that. Um, that one. Maybe I wouldn't count. I mean, it did still go in. Yeah. But being that it wasn't like the full deal, maybe I wouldn't count that one. Yeah, so that that was a girl named Chrissy Connor. Shout out to her wherever she is in the mm, world. Up there. Chrissy Connor. Uh, so then I met a girl that this is the time that I always count as losing my virginity. The time I always count. Yeah, this is the one when people ask me about how I lose. I lost it three times, but I don't count the first two. This is the one that I take. So so 
I was 19 years old. I was working in the gym. And a girl joined the gym. And um, she was a little older. She was like two years older than me. And she had her own place and her own house. And she invited me over to her house. And I went over there. And she made me spaghetti and meatballs. So she cooked us dinner. And um, she was like, do you want to watch a movie? And I was like, sure. And she was like, do you want to watch Scarface? I was like, absolutely. Whichever one gets your tits out. So, yeah. So, so she made me spaghetti and meatballs, put on Scarface. It's already a pretty solid date. Wow. For a guy that's 19 and never really like done anything. That's amazing. So we're watching Scarface. And she's like, do you want to smoke some weed? Oh, my God. And I'm like, okay. And just gets so better she and opens better. up her freezer. And she's got a giant Ziploc bag of weed with orange peels in it. Hell yeah, keep that shit fresh. And I was like, why is there orange peels in there? And she was like, it keeps it fresh. And in my head, I was like, this girl is a fucking burnout. She's a weedo. Uh, and I was like, all right. So she fucking takes out a bowl. And like, we start like smoking some hits out of the bowl. And she puts the bowl down. And I'm sitting on the couch watching TV. And she just gets in between my legs, takes my pants down, and starts sucking my dick. And I'm like, this girl's pretty fucking awesome. This is great. Dinner, scar I'm really surprised you didn't marry that girl. I should have. I'm um, just kidding. Uh, her name was Krista Grappner. <laughs> so, um, wherever you are, shouts to you. Yeah, wherever she was, she wound up fucking being really mean. Actually, I mean, oh, she stole my car keys. It's a whole fucking. Oh, she stole my car keys and threw them in the garbage at the gym. Oh, because I stopped hanging out with her. Yeah, that's that good dick. It'll do it to him. Well, I mean, she went through through this dinner and the scarfish and the weed. So, she takes out my dick, starts sucking it, and. I'm high and I'm not somebody that really smokes weed. So I'm high as fuck. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Can't believe this is happening. And this girl's super hot too. She gets up, sits on top of me, puts it in her. So she takes full charge and honestly did like three pumps. And I blew my load like crazy inside her. Like didn't oh, corner, nothing. Good times. And I go like this. I go, holy shit. I'm really sorry. I've never done that before. And she was like, you've never done what before? And I was like, Sex. A any of this. Yeah, any of this. And she got so fucking happy. And she like embraced me. And I was like, this is the best fucking night ever. And um, then I, I left. And I never really wanted to hang out there ever again. Stupidly. I should have banged her for a little while. Um, and she wound up getting really mad that I didn't want to hang out with her anymore. Handled it very immaturely. I just stopped avoiding. Like I was avoiding her calls and shit. And so I worked in the gym. So, so one day... I used to always leave my um, keys like right up on this key, this key like little holder thing. And she took my keys off there. And I didn't know that she took them off, but like I went to leave and my keys were gone. I'm like, fuck, my keys are gone. So we're looking everywhere in the gym. They're like, you drop them outside. Finally, it's the end of the night. And the janitor's like, hey, I have your keys. They were in the garbage in the girl's bathroom. <laughs> and, he, and he gives me the keys. And I was like, that fucking girl took my keys. And she threw him in the goddamn garbage. Yeah. Um, she also, this is a, another hilarious thing that she did. I had a case of beer in my car, in the backseat of my car, and she took the beer out. And so when I went to leave, I realized that not only did she steal my, my keys, but she also stole the beer out of my car. And so I go to drive out of the parking spot, and I'm looking in my rearview mirror, and the keys, the, the beers were behind she put them behind my tires thinking that I was going to back up and like smash them, but I wound up pulling forward instead. Mm. Um, and so I just remember thinking like, wow, that girl is fucking crazy. And so those are my, that's my true like first experiences with sex. Now, as far as weird shit goes, um, I'll tell you this, this is, you know, I can tell you weird stuff about like this one girl that wanted me to like li literally hit her very hard in the face, which I thought was super weird. Um, but 
<laughs> I should just thought of another really funny one. You know what? I'm going to tell this one instead. This is a hilarious fucking story. And then I'm going to let you tell your stories and then we'll move on. So I don't want to answer these questions for an hour. So when I got tested for STDs for the first time, I had flashbacks to a lot of the weird shit that I did. I thought you were going to say flashbacks to now. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I'm working in uh, the club. I was working in Club 11. And there was this girl that dated this dude that I just fucking, he was like the promoter of the club and I just didn't like him. He was cocky and he always had hot girls and he was just super cocky and annoying. And like this girl was pretty hot and I was like, I'm going to fuck this dude's girlfriend. Like I was like, I'm going to fuck this dude's girlfriend. And she was real young. She was like 19 and I was like 25, juiced out of my mind. And I knew that I could do it because I was like the cool guy in town. And so sure enough, I'm like flirting with her one night. He's fucking there working. I'm flirting with her, flirting with her. And we start like getting real, real like dirty with each other. And I, I straight up said, where I just lean into her ear and I go, I'm going to fuck the shit out of you right now. And she's like, oh my God. I'm like, right fucking now. And she's like, where? In front of everybody. <laughs> She goes, where? And I go, I just thought about it for a second. And I go, in the coat check room. And so we go into the fucking coat check room, right? The coat check at this point is, is pretty much closed because it's like one in the morning at this point. Everyone's in the back of the club because there's a DJ performing and everything. And I literally fucking, she was wearing a skirt. I fucking pull her shit down. I bend her over in the, in the coat check room and I start just fucking her doggy style in the coat check room. And I'm, while I'm doing it, I was like, fuck Lance because that was the guy that she was dating. And she was just like, Moaning and shit as I'm talking shit about her boyfriend fucking her in the coat check room. And when I'm ready to come, I pull out and I wind up blowing my load on a bunch of people's coats. Like I fucking came. That's great. And about the coats. And when I was done, I was like, you're going to go left. I'm going to go right. And this never happened. And she was like, okay. So I go left. She goes right, right? Tell me you took like the best coat and just like walked out of there like a boss. I went back to work because I was about that bouncing. Oh. So I went back to my post and I'm like, I just fucked this dude's fucking girlfriend. And I felt so proud. Well, about two weeks later, they were doing this like bootleg version of Girls Gone Wild. And this girl is there again with her friend who was gross. And they start basically getting it on on the bar for like the Girls Gone Wild guys. And they're like eating each other out. And there's all these dudes like grabbing her while the, the other girl's eating her out. And I'm trying to like hold everybody back. And I'm like, oh, we're gonna wind up throwing people out over this. And so later on that night, that girl, I went into the bathroom and the guy that she was dating, you know, the guy who I got her to fuck me two weeks earlier, was in the bathroom Double teaming her in the fucking. Oh yeah, you told that with one. another guy. I now that you got to that part, that's that's you didn't give the great lead up the first time. <laughs> and I remember being like, "Oh my god!" And so fast forward, like four years later, I'm getting my my STD stuff done. Oh, this is definitely a flashbacker. And you definitely would think about oh this in that god. in that doctor's so office. I was like, I'm super worried. About that coat check room. And so the guy, I'm going to say this, this is, I don't, I don't want this to like bother anybody because I'm just telling a true part of the story. <laughs> so the guy's exact words were, <laughs> you're not going to have fucking AIDS. Nobody gets AIDS except for fags and black people. And I was like, yeah, but this girl, and I told him about that girl. I'm like, God only knows what else that she did. And he was like, trust me, you're, you're, you're going to be fine. And so I, I couldn't even fucking sleep and I was having bad anxiety 
for like five days thinking about how dirty that girl was and oh my god and my dick there's something wrong with me I'm gonna have some sort of it's gonna fall off and And, um, I remember thinking like how am I gonna tell this to the girl that I'm dating like hey guess what you know like I have AIDS or I have STDs or something because of this dirty pig that I fucking I have all of it banged in the cook every day and so he had left a message on my my phone and it was so funny so I, 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 I heard the message and it, it literally said, hey, it's so-and-so, your STD results are in, you're not fucking dying from AIDS, you fucking loser. It did say that you're a fucking pussy, though. <laughs> like a bunch of other things. And I called him up and I was Turns like, out you do have a vagina. <laughs> I was like, dude, you don't understand how stressed out I was. And he was like, I told you. He was like, you're not that cool that you've been with that many fucking girls. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Just that one really, really bad one was making me worried. Just that coach check. I never room. wore condoms ever back then. Like, if, if there was times where, like, I'd be hooking up with a girl, and she would want me to use a condom, and I'd be like, nah, I'm just going to not have sex with you. Yeah. Just, Either we're going to do it with no condoms. She's going to call the next girl, because there's a line waiting on yeah. PJ Brown. So bad. Please don't be like that, people. We'll use condoms for, for the love of God and yourself. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, losing my virginity wasn't, uh, like, that that cool or anything. Uh, except for the fact that I, the girl was riding me and I explicitly told her, Hey, you're going to need to stop doing what you're doing because I'm going to come. And she said, you're going to have to wait in which I could not. <laughs> so I came inside. Did of she her. Get mad? No, she was quite, quite in, enjoyed. Do you like, I like watching, do you like watching porn when they come inside the girl? Like, yeah, I, I do too. I, and to be honest, I've found that depending on the time of year, day, week, month, whatever it is, I could be into anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> most porn ends with the cum shot. That's a major part of porn. Yes. Is it going to be on her face, on her tits, on her ass, whatever. Right. And Cream is, pies are like trending right now. Yeah, so there, there is a part of me that was like, I wonder like how this all came to be. And now, cream pies or the fake coming inside where, well, it's not fake. They are coming inside, but it's like, where the girl's like, don't come inside me. And the yeah. guy can't help it. Yeah. Or the guy's like, I'm going to come. And the girl's like, come inside me, come inside me. And they make a big deal about it. Yeah. That is like super popular. Yes. Right now. And I have to admit, I, I like that more because. Than the cum shot? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've always been a cream pie guy for years. Because it, it makes it a little bit more, I guess, real. Not just that, but like, what is your opinion on watching any porn with a condom? No, I don't want to watch porn. So, like, I'll watch I'll watch porn if they're wearing a condom if the chick is worth watching it for. She has to be yeah. stupid fucking hot. It ruins it for me with a condom. It definitely doesn't. It's not as good. But, but when you when you add the cream pie factor in there, it's like, you know, that just immediately removes all the, the condom yeah. sex from the equation. So, all the cream pie ones are good. I, um, to me, I don't know. I guess it just seems like, do, like, are you, I guess it's different for everybody. But, like, when you're having sex, in your head, are you like... I can't wait for the part where I pull out and shoot my load on her. Yeah, it depends on the day. See, I'm not. I'm always in my head. I'm like, I'm going to fucking get this girl pregnant. And if that yeah. happens, it fucking happens. Yeah. See, I don't think that, but I've, I've more, I've come inside of Tara more than anything else. Mm-hmm. But, uh, there just, there's definitely days where I'm like, yo, this needs to go on your face. <laughs> it has to go on your face. I, 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 the most like times where I pulled out was when I was like, I don't want my cum anywhere near this one. Oh, really? Those are the ones that I pulled out and, sh- and shot them on them. I was like, you're not getting any of this, whore. Uh, well, I also, like, I, you know, went four years and, like, did not do that at all. And then, like, when I got with Tara, I was like, listen, totally not doing that again. So, just so you know, this is how it's going to go down. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, like, w- during my marriage, there was a point where something was going on where we were going to have to use condoms. 
And I was like, nah, we're just going to have sex. Actually, it's just going to be blowjobs yeah, instead. Yeah, we're going to have sex. I'm, six weeks, I'll wait. And then, you know, it yeah. is what it is. I'm not going to put on condoms now. Sorry. <laughs> You're so not worth I it. I will tell you this. If you do have to use a condom, and I guarantee people are going to fucking make fun of me and talk shit for this. If you have to use a condom, just get the magnums, even though your dick's not that big that you need to use a magnum. They're looser. And you can get the base where the base is in, so it's not going to like fall off or break or anything. But it feels a lot closer to the real thing because you're not having this plastic crushing your fucking dick, you know? True. It's it's more of a sleeve and less of a suffocating <laughs> yes. device. Yeah, exactly. All right. This next one says... This next one is very strange. Okay. It says, good day. I found your music through SoundCloud. I hope it's all right to contact you this way. I'm an A&R representative at SRL, an artist relations company representing independent musicians and labels around the world. We're looking for new music to radio our network, music licensing catalog, and artist promotion roster. And I'd like to invite you to audition, Mr. PJ Brown. What music do you think they heard? I have no idea. <laughs> Hilarious. I'll, I'll perform. It's going to help us get paid. Me too. I'm in there. We can do a duet. Yep. I'll sing. All right. Next one says, oh, this is great. Hi, PJ. I'm a female listener with a sex question. Yes. I realize most girls would ask their girlfriends this question, but I want a raw man's perspective. Hell yeah. You came to the right fucking place. <laughs> By the way, th if there's a point in here where it says, please keep me anonymous, then do that. But if there's not, I need to know who this person is. Okay. Well, her name is at the end, so if it doesn't say anything through there. All right. I, it says... The question is about female masturbation. Mm -hmm. Like most girls, I started masturbating and I totally hid and kept it to myself. I think this is because it was new and I felt embarrassed and wanted to keep it to myself. As I've gotten older and have now found myself in a several year relationship with my boyfriend, I have found I have changed. I now really like to masturbate with my boyfriend watching or have him use a toy or his hand to get me an orgasm. Another perk to this, which I love, is that Right right after I orgasm, we can have sex. This combo is super hot to me when I'm worked up and ready. So basically, I love to share my masturbation with my boyfriend. A few weeks ago, however, when I asked for this, he replied, if you want an orgasm, why don't you just give yourself one? You used to masturbate alone, so why don't you now? I have to admit, I was kind of hurt by this. He told, he told me it was a turn on to him that I masturbate alone. Since I do want to please my boyfriend, I said, okay, I'll masturbate alone. I did, and well, I have to admit, it was kind of boring. It took me a really long time to reach orgasm, and when I did, it wasn't as good as when we're together. Plus, after, instead of having sex, I just put my clothes back on and nothing else. It wasn't as great of an experience. My boyfriend was happy I did, though, and he said that I should do that more often. He was happy to have sex after that. Now I'm finding him regretting this more and more. And we're doing it together less. He's happy. I'm not. My question is not about my boyfriend issues. I'll figure that out on my own. What I want to know is what about female masturbation is it that's a turn on to guys? My boyfriend isn't very specific, just that he likes it. Also, is it possible to get a consensus from the guys that work there or the audience about what they would prefer? A girl who masturbates alone because she wants to or a girl who likes to masturbate with them? I really appreciate your response. And her name is... Macy King. No, I don't. I need to find you, young lady. 
Sorry about that, Miss King. If, First thing uh, I can do is get rid of that boyfriend for you. Yeah, boom, boom. We'll masturbate together all the time. Yeah, for real. Fuck that. Like, if the dude doesn't want to help you masturbate and he wants you to do it alone, there's probably a reason for that. Yeah, it's not a good reason. Too. It's not good. It's like, no fuck that, that guy. I really like how this started out in the beginning, and then by the yeah. time we got to the shitty boyfriend, it's just like, fuck, fuck that guy. Um, I'm curious of what the girls would say to this because. I think any girl is going to be like, that dude doesn't want to fuck you anymore. Yeah. He's telling you to masturbate so you get yourself off and then aren't going to have sex with him as much anymore. Right. That's exactly. That's the whole science behind it's it. It's exactly If he is. doesn't want to have sex for some reason, he's like, go get yourself off and then you're not going to want to have sex anymore. It's much different because if he wants to have sex, then he'll, of course, help you masturbate. That's all part of the whole fucking sex. Honestly, if I had a girl that masturbated all the time on her own, I wouldn't give a shit. Right. It wouldn't turn me on at all. She was doing that by herself. I'm happy that she gets herself off. Everyone should get themselves off. Now, if she was like, it really, really makes sex and everything else better. If you fucking help me masturbate, I would help her whenever she wanted. Any fucking time of day. If Marissa woke me up at one o'clock in the morning, well, it depends on how tired I am. But <laughs> for the most part, if she woke me up and she looked at me with all sincerity and was like, I really, really want you to help me masturbate right now. I would fucking get up and help her masturbate. Like, even though I was fucking dead tired. So I, I can't imagine how that would be a problem. And I don't think there's any dude that would say that they prefer you masturbating. I, I, I don't, we're, we're in the guest house. So, I mean, I can take a pool of everybody at the office, but I'm pretty sure they're all going to say the same thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, in my personal opinion, if I had to pick between a girl that masturbates alone or a girl that likes to masturbate with them, I would obviously always prefer for her to want to masturbate with me. But I do think it is like, a, it's a huge turn on, turn on for me. If like my girl masturbates when I'm like unavailable for her and then, you know, tells me about it later. Like, Hey, you know, I was thinking about you while you were at work. Like, that's great. That's a great, I like that. Yeah, that's no, nothing wrong there. But if she was like, you know, it's gotta be one or the other. Yeah. It's do it with me. What, what do you fuck do you mean? Yeah, that's, uh, that's weird. All right. Thank you for that question. That was great uh, yeah, timing from absolutely. the last one to this one. I'll find you, by the way. All right. Next one says, PJ and Josh, I apologize in advance for the potentially lengthy email. Oh, boy. First off, I would like to thank BSL for accepting my application to the Legion. Proud to be a part of the team. Age 22, weight 205, status lean and juicy AF. Calorie count 2,400. Currently taking EpiCat, Recomp, Glycolog on high-carb meals. Job is a mental health technician at USAF. Training is heavyweights, 0430 every day. I asked a question on the last podcast regarding your advice on relationships. After hearing you say, go back to listen to the other podcasts I did. I've been listening since about episode 20, whatever, but I never listened to the one regarding PJ's best friend. It brought me to tears and reminded me of losing my brother in 2018. Last week or last August, I competed in my first competition and it was the last time I saw my older brother alive. He passed away the week after I stepped on stage and I'm glad one of the last memories I have with him is him listening, is him listening to his complaints about how bodybuilding is gay. I bring this up not to be a buzzkill to the usually high-spirited podcast, but I have to ask PJ, I worried about stepping on stage again because I feel I will experience a large amount of depression or anxiety leading up to the competition. How did you deal with this when it happened to you? Two more questions I will break down separate. Is it possible since Halo is a plant-based androgen to utilize it on the days you're training lagging, lagging body parts? 
For example, my chest is a weak area. If I only took Halo on days I train chest, will this benefit me or would it be better to take three Halo every day and increase it to six on days I train chest? Secondly, if you had to start Blackstone all over again from the ground up, but can only use one product to do it, what product would it be and why? Y'all are the best. Thanks to you again for what you do. The one and only Garrett Teets. Oh, nice. Um, all right. So uh, I'll answer the, the second questions are very fast, easy questions. So as far as the Halo, you, you're not going to want to take less than three. That's, that's a mistake. You need to take the full three. So whether you're taking it every day or three days a week or five days a week, the days that you take it, your androgen level is going to be boost and you'll be able to train harder. Um, if you want to train, take six on certain days and three on the other days, then that's okay too. Um, but you're definitely going to not want to miss out on taking it. Um, and, and you're not going to want to lower the dose either. So the question before that was... How do you deal with, with the... Yeah, with John when he passed away. Depression so, and anxiety leading up to the competition. Each show that I would do after that. Um, so 2009, 10, 11, and 12 was my last year. So those years, every show I ever did when I would get close to the show, like the last week... I would start thinking about him nonstop. It was like impossible not to. He would just come my head, even though I haven't thought of him for months. And I, I remember one time I was getting ready for a show and uh, I, I actually, it was really weird. It was like, I don't know if I had put this there. It was just a weird sign. Like I hadn't thought of him in months and months and months. And I was close to the show and I was within like the last two weeks from my show and my journal, I, have a, I used to keep a journal for every show. I had opened up my journal and when I had gotten to this certain page, there was a picture of him from when we were kids in there. And I was like, did I put this in here? Like, did I put this to, to like find it at some point? Like I couldn't remember why it was in there or had I put it in there, which is super weird. And I remember seeing it and, and crying and thinking about him so hard. And I realized that every time I was to that point in my dieting for shows, I would think about him no matter what. And I would sometimes cry, but I would also use that as a strength. And this is not to give you some like cliche, like Hollywood type of, of ending to this question. But I remember there was a show where I, I was just training so fucking hard and I was like suffering so, so hard. And I had thought to myself in my mind that I'm going to do this. Like I want to win and like, prove to John that I was going to make it in, in bodybuilding. And I remember this one show where I was doing so much freaking work and Palumbo was killing me for that show. And it was finally, it was my last session of cardio. It was an hour long session. I'd already did one earlier in that day. I had already done 13 days of no fats, just protein and vegetables. My diet was three of the meals were eight ounces of tilapia and eight asparagus spears. And the other three meals were two scoops of, of his product, Isolize, and water. Um, and I, like, I was so weak and so tired and suffering so hard, but I could have did it for probably the rest of my life because I was just that driven. And I remember the day where Dave finally was like, you can start eating fats tomorrow. In the last like five minutes of the cardio, I decided to do it outside. And I was like, I'm just going to do this one outside. And I remember walking close as I was getting close to my house, like the last five minutes back to my house thinking like this is the last cardio I have to do for the show and in my head I was just thinking about him the whole time and as I got closer to my my house tears just started like pouring out of my eyes it was almost like uncontrollable but it was more of like a sense of satisfaction 
than actual like sadness. And it was almost like um, I used you to give me strength to get through this. And I turned it into a positive thing. And to answer his question now for all that is you, you're not going to know until you go through it. Like you might start thinking about him and get really, really, really sad. Or you might think like maybe he's up there somewhere and watching me and I'm going to go in and, and, and win this for him. And that's the way that I would, per, I would prefer to look at it that way. All right. Next one says sad question huh? i hope we don't get any more of those i mean hopefully we can uh i just want to talk about steroids and dieting yeah that would be good <laughs> um all right it says hi pj i'm a new customer and listener to the podcast it is very informative i recently purchased glycolog and paraburn to help with carbs and burn fat i need to help give you i need to give you my backstory i'm 38 years old and back in 2014 i weighed 532 pounds now I weigh 230 pounds and I did this by cutting my calories down to 1400 to 1800 a day for over a year without the, the use of any type of surgery. I did a ton of cardio, started out only being able to ride a stationary bike for five minutes to doing an hour in the morning and an hour at night with some simple weightlifting in my basement, then joined a gym seven months later. That first year I dropped 266 pounds to hit the goal I made for myself to be literally half the man I used to be. The two years... In the last two years, I've been off and on diet floating between 225 and 240 without seeing much muscle growth, averaging 2,200 calories a day with low carbs. In January, I started. In January, I started withing with a local nutrition shop that does body scans, and they up my calories to 2,800 and try to spark muscle growth with 40% carbs, 30 35% protein, and 25% fats. But all in all, it seems to be doing is is putting fat on me. I've had my blood work done twice. First at my primary that had a total test at 521 and SHBG at 49. Free test at 8.49. And again at Men's Health Clinic a month later at a total of 700 total tests. SBG, SHBG at 70 and free test at 6. Neither place would put me on TRT. The clinic advised me to take magnesium and a stinging nettle root. During this time, I have already been taking over-the-counter stuff like testafurinol, fenugreek extract, stinging nettle root, HMB, the typical stuff. I added a second source of stinging nettle root a few weeks ago. Being a guy that was over 100 pounds in the second grade... Uh, to playing varsity football at 450 pounds my senior year, to, to blowing up to 532 pounds at the age of 34, Damn. then slashing my food all the way down to lose half of that in a year. Did I destroy my metabolism? My liver and the other tests done have me in the lower normal range. What do you believe I should take to kickstart the real gains? Thank you. Honestly, if you're trying to get juice and the doctor's not giving it to you, you need a new doctor. Um, cause there's down here, there's tons of doctors that'll do it, but you know, you're old enough that there's no reason why you shouldn't get on testosterone. If you can't get on testosterone, then you should just take the strong box of labs products. If you're really trying to make your gains, we make stuff that's so strong that it's going to shut your natural testosterone off and make you have really good gains. Then you can go to the doctor after you stop taking our stuff and your testosterone will be tanked. And there'll be no reason why they won't give it to you then. And you just tell them, look, I've been taking this stinging nettle root. <laughs> and this shit ain't doing nothing, Doc. There you go. All right. By the way, when I was trying to focus on that very, very long uh, question, 
our girlfriends were like parading around outside and Marissa was like flashing her boobs and Oh, was she? Uh, Tara ran over here waving to you. It was very distracting. Man, booby flashes. <laughs> All right, next one says, PJ and Josh, I've kept close in following BSL throughout the years. A couple of years back, Blackstone had brought on one of my favorite bodybuilders and personalities, Seth Ferrosi. I noticed he wasn't with y'all long, nor was the split very publicized. Was a friendship ruined over him leaving, or was it something totally different? If so, please explain. Also, with bringing in Tristan Esco, there was a lot of excitement when you brought him in the fam. All I know is... When you've brought him up on occasion during a podcast, you said, fuck that guy. I thought he'd be a good athlete for Blackstone, but he didn't last. Not trying to cause any backlash, but you, could you go into why these people aren't with y'all anymore? Last one is Tristan James. Why did he leave? And for all places, BPI. Blackstone is the best. Why would we let him go to a mainstream supplement company? Javi. Oh, boy. All right. So let's, let's, go, let's go through them. Uh, Seth Rossi and I are still very, very, very good friends. I'm cool actually, fucking dude. I actually talked about this with um, Carrie June on the Carrie June podcast. So when we were paying Seth Rossi, we were paying him a good amount of money. And um, Prime Evil went after our, our, um, our whole staff at one point. They had started their company and they copied all of our products. Uh, they had nothing original about what they were doing at all. And then they decided that they were going to go after our athletes. I even called the owner of Prime Nutrition and I was like, why are you fucking copying our products so bad? It's ridiculous. And he goes, I mean, you guys sell the most. Like, why wouldn't I try to copy you? And I was like, all right, well, that's a legit answer, but I'm still really mad about it. You know, he was basically like saying imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. But I thought but he was also taking money while yeah, he did he it. taking money. Not cool. <laughs> That's one thing that's shitty about the supplement industry is it's hard to protect your products because nobody wants proprietary blends anymore. And people are like, you're a liar if you have a pr proprietary blend. You're like, no, actually, I'm trying to protect the integrity of my fucking product so, so everybody else doesn't freaking copy it. And I just want to know, do you like the pre-workout? Yeah, I love it. It's the best thing ever. Okay, then why do you care about the and prop blend? Cares, you know what I mean? Just so, keep taking it. <laughs> um, so Seth Prime actually contacted him and said that their exact words were, what would it take for you to you leave Blackstone Labs? And so he straight up was like, I'm going to throw something nuts at them. And they're not going to match it. And he goes, he goes, you want me to leave Blackstone Labs? I want 10 grand a month. And they said, done. And he was like, holy fucking shit. So he contacted me and he goes, here's the deal. He was like, Prime Evil said they're going to pay me $10,000 a month you know, if I leave Blackstone Labs. And I was like, damn, do you have a contract that says that? I'm like, because if you do, man, I'm going to be completely honest with you. You're an awesome guy, but we're not going to pay anybody $10,000 a month. Um, we made a huge mistake paying Evan that much money. And I, I, I love Evan, but it was just a mistake. Like, there's really no one that's worth that kind of money. And if they are, they're probably doing their own thing. That, I, that's just numbers that I'm sorry for anybody who listens to this that thinks that it's realistic that anybody's going to get those kind of numbers. It's not going to happen. We pay Cody Montgomery very, very well. Not that they're not going to get them because people get them, but it's not that you could be truly worth that number. Yeah. It's just honestly to have an athlete that's worth that kind of number, it's really comes down to more. It's like a pride thing. Like I have so-and-so. I have Ronnie Coleman. Yeah. That's yeah. all it is. Um, and anybody that's been around long enough, will tell, we'll tell you that. Yeah. And so with Seth, I told him my exact answer was, dude, you're a dad. You got two fucking kids. 
if somebody wants to pay you that much money, man, take it. I'll let you out of your contract. Just take it. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, man, it's a lot. Take it. And so that was that. Tristan Esco was the laziest kid ever. So I paid to move him here from California. I bought his fucking car because it was going to get repoed. Which I just want to know if anybody has sent you any DMs about him buying another one. No, why? Somebody actually sent me a picture of him in front of another charger or challenger. It was like, yo, he bought another one. Didn't PJ buy the other one from him? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. What an idiot. So he bought that one and then you bought it. And then he told me that the A5 that I had was his dream car and he'd never wanted a car more than the A5. And then he bought a, a, a BMW SUV and now he has the Challenger. Again. He's so dumb, that kid. I don't know. He's one of the dumbest people I've ever met. And so he was so lazy, didn't do shit. All he did was sit around and smoke weed all day. Never fucking posted, never showed up for his videos. And I was getting mad that we weren't getting our videos. And the guys were like, yo, we would show up for the video and he would not even show up. And he would even call to say that he wasn't going to show up. Then when they would reach out to him about it, he'd be like, yo, you got to give me more notice. And they're like, give me more notice. We talked about it yesterday. You said we we're going to train at fucking three o'clock and then you didn't show up. And so I had to fire him. There was just no way around it. So I actually didn't fire him really. I just didn't renew his contract when it was up. At the one year mark, um, we told him that we would not be um, continuing his, his uh, contract. And so it was Salvino was the one who told him. And he was like, so I'm fired? And she was like, no, we're just not renewing your contract. Thank you for your time. He was like, so I'm fired? That's how you do business? And she was like, well, I mean, you, you never even hit your uh, like allotted posts ever. Um, you, in fact, didn't even come close to meeting the requirements of your contract. Like, what makes you think that you would keep getting that after PJ gave you numerous talks on please do your job, please do your job. So I helped you with the car. And... Yep. I freaking got him out of the car. That, they were coming to repossess that car. He was upside down with the bank, $13,000. I paid the $13,000 and I said, look, I hope you get this car back. I'm going to wind up buying it out. And I refinanced it and put it into my own name and then gave it to my dad. So it was a cool car. It was a shame to see somebody in that position. He had a ridiculously bad interest rate on it. It was like 27%, which is not even legal in Florida. So. And now JR just rose tires of it. Yes. And so when he came in and was like, I'm fucking fired. I remember I was sitting in my desk, had my feet up on my desk. And I was like, you're not fired. I'm just not renewing your contract. By the way, I never leaned out of my chair. I stayed in my relaxed position, hands crossed uh, the whole time. And um, he goes, so that's how you run a business? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, that's not a, a professional way to run a business. And I was like, I honestly don't know what you're talking about. And he was like, well, th this is just bad business, like shaking his head. And I used to have my Inc. 500 uh, plaque on the wall. And so when he said that, I leaned back in my chair pointed to the plaque behind me and I said when you get one of these you can tell me how to run business until then get the fuck out of my office right now and he was like yeah and I was like yeah get the fuck out of my office and he goes I'll be seeing you around I go yeah you will probably all over the place get the fuck out of my office and then he left and uh, he was worthless and that's why he's not going to last with anybody else and then Tristan James mm -hmm. so when Tristan left I couldn't really understand it. I was like, that's so weird. I thought maybe he was just taking a break from competing or maybe like social media got to him because that happens to a lot of people, especially in that age group. Yeah. Um, and he was like, you know, I'm just going to go in a different direction. And I said to him, I go, all right, well, you know, 
just so you know, man, like you're my friend first, you know, business is second. And he was like, same here. And I was like, all right, well, if you ever need anything, and I can show everybody these text messages, the guys in the office have seen it. Um, I said, if you ever need anything, please come to me and I'll take care of you. And I took fucking really good care of that kid. That kid owes me about 30 sessions of massage that he did not fulfill as part of our contract. I was paying him a monthly salary in exchange for, for, for massages. He was supposed to give me two a week. And as he got close to his shows, he missed them more and more and more and more. And I was cool about it because I understand competing, but I never got those back. And, and I put a lot of money into him, right? And so he all of a sudden one day posts, posts with BPI. And I'm so strange, like I'm so confused about it because BPI, they are not somebody that really pays well. You know, and I'm not going to put their information out because I don't feel like getting sued, but they're just known to not pay well. I know they're, I know who their top paid people ever were, and they're not salaries that are even close to what we pay. And I thought it was just really weird, you know, like what would make that happen? But you know what? I was like, eh, I'm not going to get into it. You know, it's just, it is disrespectful and it is weird, but whatever, especially because I know that he ain't getting shit from them. And then he started training with a guy who is one of the biggest losers in the world, Chris Nemchek, who, and I hope he tries to sue this, me for saying sh shit about him because he already tried to sue me once and I fucking sued his ass right back and he's a pussy and he quit because he couldn't take the fighting anymore. <laughs> um, so this kid, Chris Nemchek, used to work for me and he was in charge of my international sales, which for some reason nobody can do that job. <laughs> um, and um, he was actually losing accounts for us. And I actually had an account from Australia, uh, Pauly, who straight up said, I will never work with Blackstone Labs ever again because of how bad Chris has disrespected me. You should not let somebody like this work for you. He actually sent me an email where this fucking retard said to the guy, you don't do enough business with, for, me, for me to give you what you want and treat you the way that you want. This guy did $450,000 of sales with us in a year. And he disrespected the guy and said, you don't do enough business with us for me to give you what you want. And really, I, I need you to double that. Yeah. The guy was so, <laughs> the guy was like, this guy just told me that $450,000 wasn't enough for him to answer my emails. And first of all, that's fucking embarrassing for me. Nobody should ever talk to anybody like that, whether they do $500 in sales or, or half a million. They, everyone should get treated with respect. And, um, so that was enough to make me really want to get rid of him. But I get, I kept him going. Right. Singerman and I, this is a true fucking story, everybody. If you want to put this out there, it is what it is. We had our first bad fight that led to the breakup of the company because of Chris Nemchek. He was such a bad employee and bad person that Singerman fired him one day. And Chris reached out to me and he was like, I'm fucking fired. And he like said all this shit. And he was my good friend. Chris was my good friend. And so I reached out to Aaron. I go, dude, did you just fire Chris? And he goes, yup, I'm sorry. I know he's your friend, but he's, he's worthless. He's a bad person. He's losing us money all the time. He's got a bad energy and I just don't want him around. The only reason that he's around is because he, he's your friend, but you know what? He's, he's out. And I go, well, guess what, dude? We're equal partners. You can't fire people without me. So I'm bringing him back. And he's like, no, you're not. And I go, yes, I am. And we got into a huge argument about it. And he, he goes, you know what? You're a fucking loser. And I was like, I'm a loser. And that started the whole like war between us. That's literally how it started. Now we had a lot of issues for a while going up to that, but that was what started the war that led to us breaking up, right? So I called Chris. I was like, I'm going to bring you back. Me and Aaron are probably going to split up over this. And he was like, geez, I didn't think that this was going to happen. And he said, he goes, thank you 
for being loyal to me. No one's ever done this for me in all my years in the industry. He had been fired from fucking seven companies for his shitty ass attitude. And I was his last stop, but I was taking care of him. So I protected him, split up the company over him, lost a lot of money. Uh, and don't get me wrong, like I said, like me and Aaron had a lot of issues at that point already. And my trust with him was ruined, but this was really what set us over the, at the edge at the end. Really brought everything to a head. And um, I was starting to then, at the same time, go through my split up with my now ex-wife. And I was devastated. And I was trying so hard to get her back. And this kid kept on hanging out with her. And people started saying to me, like, yo, why is Chris always hanging out with Celeste? Like, is something going on? Then there was actually rumors in the industry. PJ's wife is having an affair with a guy that works for him. And at this point now, I'm, like, embarrassed. My heart is broken. I'm fucking, like, confused. I don't want people talking like this. I said to him, like, Hey man, can you please stop hanging out with my wife? And he's like, I'm helping you. I go, no, you're definitely not. Cause it's only getting worse between us. You're not helping us at all. And he's like, I understand her. We understand each other and I'm being a good friend for her. And he was probably ending my, my, my marriage, making sure that my marriage ended. And so finally I told him one day, I go, Hey, you know what, man, somebody sent me a video of you guys together. And they're like, what's going on? Like, why are these two like meeting? And I go, just please do me a favor. Don't do that anymore. Just don't hang out with my wife anymore. Like it's it's not helping me. And it's like too many people are talking and it's embarrassing because you're my friend. Just please don't do it anymore. Well, he kept on doing it. And so to me at that point, I felt like that was the ultimate disrespect. And I fired him. And he was like, please tell me this isn't over Celeste. I'm like, no, it's over you using me, losing me a lot of money. Um, like you're fired. You'll never work in this industry ever again. And he then tried to sue us for severance. I'm like, you're going to sue me for severance. You've been taking off every fucking month for all your shows. I paid for him to do like eight shows that year. And he would take the week off every fucking time. And people were like, yo, this kid's never even working. I'm like, you know what? I support him trying to make it. And he wanted to be a pro. And he did get pro. Like, I, I get it. I did that for years too. So he wasn't working anymore. He wanted a severance. He wanted a three-month severance. I was like, three-month severance? Bro, you're not getting a fucking dollar from me. You already screwed me over so many, so many times. So then he tried to sue me. So when he tried to sue me, I countersued him for all the accounts that we lost. So he was trying to sue me for three months of pay. I wound up suing him for $6 million. And I would not back down. He tried to move back to Pennsylvania. I followed him to Pennsylvania. And I was like, no, you want to fuck with me after all you did? Getting involved with my wife, all this other shit? I'm going to fucking get you. And in the end, he, he sent me a text message and I sent it to the lawyer where he goes, I can't do this anymore. You have broken me down. You win. I'm out. And I sent to my attorney, I go, you, you can let go of the Chris thing now. He just backed out. And um, the reason I'm telling this whole story is because Tristan was a part of my life when this was going on. And Tristan was like a little brother to me. And Tristan, somebody, somebody reached out to me, one of my friends from high school, and was like, hey, what the fuck happened with Tristan? Did you guys have a bad fallout? And I was like, no. And then she sent me him and Chris Demchek training together. And I was like, that's fucking weird. And she was like, why would he be with this loser? after everything that he did to you. And I was like, I don't know. So I reached out to him and I go, hey, you know, people are saying like, asking if me and you had a fallout. And he goes, LOL, no, we didn't. And I was like, yeah, it's so weird. Like, why are you training with, with Chris Stemchek? And I sent him the screen cap that somebody sent me. And he was like, dude, I've always been friends with him. I just chose to be quiet about it because of what you were going through. He was like, but we're kicking each other's ass in the gym and he knows my goals and I know his and we're having good workouts together. And I was just like, 
what a fucking loser. What a fake user loser. Just like all these other people that I've had to deal with in this industry over the years. And I was so like disgusted. I, I was pretty mean to him. And I was like, honestly, I was like, you're never going to make it in this industry. You're just not mentally strong enough. And if you're going to hang out with losers like that, you know, go ahead and be, and be a loser type thing. So now I, I don't know what his deal is, but I think he's a fake fuck. And I don't even want to talk to him or see him or even, even be around him ever again. And um, I actually blocked his number uh, in my phone. That's how bad, bothered I was by it. And I don't block people's numbers, but I know how I am. And I'll say some things that I don't want to say. And I'd rather just not talk to him at all. Well, on to the next one. That was a long answer, but... That was a good one. Man, can there be like some quick answers now? All right. Wondering if you're going to put out some male tank tops. Why does everyone call you Lord Braun? Love the flavor sweet tea on the Trojan horse. Thanks for all the good stuff. Chris Goodwin. So uh, I am a lord. I purchased land off of uh, the Prince of Sealand. And you can look that up. It was uh, I, I did it for twenty five hundred dollars. I love the way that that just sounded. I just purchased some land off the Prince out in Zealand. Yeah, <laughs> he had a bunch of land for sale. I just bought a little piece of it. There's videos of it online, and I have a documentation to prove it. We should one day go and look at the land. Yeah, we should go look at the land. It's very small, and at least put a flag on it or something. <laughs> a big ass flag with Chris Heron's face on it. Uh, we we can do that. That's a good idea. And so I am a lord. I'm a, I'm a real lord, and I I don't know any other lords. I always wanted to have something funny like that as a title. Um, men's tank tops are coming so the, the um, G unit ones have already been answered or excuse me uh, ordered and the stringers will be out pretty soon too alright next one says I'm on TRT taking 200 milligrams a week well, first and foremost hail Lord Braun and his candor on all things questions number one I'm on TRT taking 200 milligrams a week Four months ago, my testosterone levels were 960. My next blood work will be in two months. How long will Chosen One, Brutal Force, or Osterine stay in my system? If my testosterone levels go above 1,000, my doctor will lower my dosage. Number two, from TRT, my hemoglobin is high. What are other options? What other options are there for lowering my hemoglobin levels other than donating blood every 60 days? Because again, my doctor says he will lower my dosage if my hemoglobin goes any higher. Thanks for your time and wisdom. Uh, there's not a lot you can do but for the hemoglobin other than you can eat a, a much cleaner diet. Stay very, very clean on your diet. Don't go excess in the red meat department. Um, make sure you're exercising religiously. That, that will help you a little bit. Um, I don't think that your hemoglobin will get that high, um, on what you're doing and, um, you know, definitely don't be using any Blackstone Labs products close to the time you're getting your blood work done because that can skew the blood work. Now, if you get off the testosterone and start using them, get off of them before you get the blood work done. Even if you're off for a week, your testosterone will be tanked and if anything, he'll give you more. Um, so that's how I would, that's how I would handle that one. Okay, I was going to say, we still have a, a good number of them left. So if you want to just go ahead and we'll save the rest yeah, for the, rest. the next one. And, um, you know, we really appreciate you guys always sending in your questions. Uh, this this week's questions were great. We still have a couple we didn't get to. So if we you sent in a question and we didn't get to it, we will definitely get to it next week. Um, and we're going to go ahead and end this thing like we always do with peace out. Bye.